Hello, welcome to my podcast. I know that I haven't done so much for a while, and that is because I've been on a tremendous journey of transition from one place to another, and uh, that's a podcast for another day, but um, I've been in transition in various aspects of life. And um, I recently just went through a big affliction to my soul. And waking up to this, I thought I should come and do a podcast that I hope will encourage somebody out there and increase their faith, especially in moments of grief. I'm led to Psalm 34, verse 8 up to 18. Taste and see that the Lord is good. All the joys of those who take refuge in Him. Fear the Lord, you His godly people. For those who fear Him will have all they need. Even strong young lions sometimes go hungry, but those who trust in the Lord will lack no good thing. Come to my children, come my children and listen to me, and I will teach you the fear of the Lord. Does anyone want to live a life that is a long and prosperous one? Then keep your tongue from speaking evil and your lips from telling lies. Turn away from evil and do good. Search for peace and work to maintain it. The eyes of the Lord watch over those who do right. His ears are open to their cries for help. But the Lord turns his face against those who do evil. He will erase their memory from the earth. Now I want you to listen to this very well. Verse 17. The Lord hears his people when they call to him for help. He rescues them from all their troubles. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted. He rescues those whose spirits are crushed. The righteous person faces many troubles. But the Lord comes to the rescue every time. For the Lord protects the bones of the righteous and not one of them is broken. Calamity will surely destroy the wicked and those who hate the righteous will be punished. But the Lord will redeem those who serve him. No one who takes refuge in him will be condemned. Let me pray a prayer. Lord, We are grateful for this morning. We are grateful because your mercies are new each time, each morning. Forgive us our sins, Lord, because we are sinners before a righteous God. And for us to even come before you is but by your grace. We ask for the cleansing of our iniquities. You said if we confess our sins, you are faithful and just forgive us of them. 
Father, I ask that you may purify our hearts and that you may make us more in the image of Christ. I pray for understanding and wisdom even as we look into this topic. That your hand alone and your wisdom may prevail. In Jesus' name, Amen. I love what Matthew Henry says about this. And I quote, Let young persons set out in life with learning the fear of the Lord. If they desire true comfort here and eternal happiness hereafter. What is happening here, people of God, is what Matthew Henry rather is trying to portray from this scripture that we've read is that David is writing to the people of God to help them understand, rather help us understand that God loves righteousness and God delights in those who do or live a righteous life. And in this, we find that those who do that never burn in sorrow because they know that their true comfort lies in what God produces hereafter in eternity and even now as we live. What does he produce? Comfort, hope, hope in something that we need not only on a physical basis, but also on a spiritual basis. Brethren, you know that when we die, there is a destination. Their life does not end at death physically. No, it doesn't. I want you to know that there is life after death. But the destination of that life really depends on this particular aspect of life, your spiritual stand. What happens when you die in Christ? You go and be with Christ in paradise. What happens when you die in sin? You go and end up in hell. That is the two destinations we have after physical death. Physical death simply means separation from the body into another realm, which is, of course, spiritual. And this is where we find eternal punishment or eternal life abundantly. So, when you view life in that way, you are setting out your life with learning the fear of the Lord. Why? Because you desire true comfort here on earth, which no man, by the way, can give. And when Jesus says, I'll send you the comforter, I'll send you the helper, he will help you in all things. He means there is a help, a comfort that no man here on earth is able to give you, that only he can give you, which is true comfort. And that is what we desire for here on earth. Such that even when we are in grief, our hope still stands because we are given comfort by he who gives true comfort, knowing that one day there will be a place that will have no sorrow, there will be a place that will have no no, no evil, no, no death. It is going to be abundant life. 
And that eternal happiness is what we yearn for. So, those will be most happy. Which ones? Those who begin the soonest to serve a good master like Jesus Christ. So, our aim is to be happy, right? And this must look further than just this present world. For us here on earth, we know for certain that our days are numbered. Our days that are full of trouble. Our days that are full of grief. Our days that are full of sin are numbered. But what man is he that would see the good of that where all bliss is perfect? Matthew Henry says, Alas, few have this good in their thoughts. Right? So, the religion that promises best, which creates watchfulness over the heart and over the tongue, is our Christian faith because there is hope even at the end. True hope because we know for certain by evidence that it will happen. Our Savior is the only Savior that died and rose again, giving us hope that one day we shall do the same. This is a religion that promises beyond what the mind can comprehend. It is not enough. It is not enough not to do hurt. We must go and study to be useful and to live to some purpose. We must seek peace and pursue it and be willing to deny ourselves a great deal for peace's sake. And it is the constant practice of real believers that when we are in disgrace, distress rather, we are to cry unto God. When we are in grief, we are to pour out to God. And it is our constant comfort that God hears us all the time. When we call, he hears us. When we are in sorrow, he hears us. When we are grieving, he hears us. The Lord protects the bones of the righteous. Not one of them is broken. Yes, the righteous faces many troubles, but the Lord comes to the rescue each time. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted. He rescues those whose spirits are crushed. That is what we have seen in this scripture. So, the righteous are humbled for sin, right? And are low in their own eyes. But then nothing is more needful to true godliness than the contrite heart. The contrite heart. Broken off every self-conscious. Because in this soil, every grace will flourish. And nothing can encourage such a one but the free rich grace of the gospel of Jesus Christ. What do I mean? The righteous are taken under the special protection of the Lord, like I've said, right? And then they have the, uh, their share of crosses in this world. Jesus says you should carry on cross, right? And 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 and, and move in the likeness of, of 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 him who carried his cross. And there are those who hate us. And that is the cross we need to bear. There is the enemy that fights us. The devil that fights us. Sin that fights us. Self that fights us. But from the mercy of heaven and from the malice of hell, 
The afflictions of the righteous must be many. But then, here's the thing. Whatever troubles that before you shall not hurt your soul. No matter what comes your way, as a righteous man, as a righteous woman, it will not hurt your soul. Why? Because God keeps you from sinning in troubles. No man is desolate, right? But he whom God has forsaken is desolate. So what David is trying to tell us here is the key is to remain in righteousness. Regardless of what has happened, regardless of what may go through, people of God will lose loved ones. People of God will go through so much problems, troubles, trials in life. But then he says, come my children, listen to me and I'll teach you the fear of the Lord because that's the glue to all of it. That is what holds us together. A long and prosperous life comes from that. The fear of the Lord. Everything you need lies under this. An ultimate end to goodness. An ultimate beginning to goodness ends. It it, it starts with the fear of the Lord. So I'm encouraging you this morning, fear the Lord in a state of grief. Grief has taught me a lot. Grief has taught me a lot. Loss is terrible and painful and it hurts to the core. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and it helps you understand that God is faithful and God is true through it all regardless of what experience you may have regardless of what has happened he is faithful and is working out all things for his good so you and I have a part to play that we yet to delight in God we must stand firm in him Only He can satisfy your heart. Only God can satisfy your soul. Only God can bring you true joy. Only God can bring you true comfort. Run to Him in times of grief. Run to Him in times of persecution. Run to Him in times of uncertainty. In times of condemnation. In times of affliction. Run to God because He knows what to do with that. He knows what to do with that in a way that he protects you from sinning, even in those moments of trouble. John chapter 16 verse 33 is a deep encouragement for me. And I love this scripture because it is a scripture of hope. I have told you these things that you may have peace in me. Here on earth you will have many trials and sorrows. But take heart because I have overcome the world. Here is a plain declaration of Christ's coming from the Father and his return to him, right? The Redeemer in his entrance was God manifest in the flesh and in his departure was received up into glory. And by this saying, the disciples improved in knowledge, also in faith. You see where he says, now we are sure. They knew not uh, their own weakness. The divine nature did not desert the human nature, but 
inputted it and put comfort and value into Christ's suffering. And while we have God's favorable presence, while we are happy and ought to be easy, though the world will forsake us, that should remain our stance. Happy to be at ease no matter what because we are in God's favorable presence. So, peace in Christ is the only true peace. It's the only true peace. In Him alone, we should have that peace. Through Him, we have peace with God. And so, in Him, we have peace in our own minds. No matter what happens, you and I must be encouraged by this. We must be encouraged by this because Christ has overcome the world before us. But while we think we stand, let us take heed to this instruction that Jesus gives. Otherwise, we will fall. We do not know how we should act before uh, or when we are brought into temptation. But let us watch and pray without ceasing that we may not be left to ourselves in times of trouble, in times of suffering, when things are difficult. Alright? Let us remember that to address the Father in the name of Jesus or to address the Son as God dwelling in human nature and reconciling the world to himself is the same and that we move in what he wants and that we are in him and that he is in us regardless of what happens. So, this is what I wanted to share that in times of grief, stand firm, trusting in the Lord because he alone is your true comfort. <laughs>